I'm Larry Nielsen. I'm a financial crimes detective here in South Florida. I'm also a cryptocurrency investor and NFT creator and collector. Um, I also create and provide investigative training to law enforcement in regards to cryptocurrency investigation. Hi, I'm Larry Nielsen. This crypto fraudcast that you're listening to right now, this is my very first episode. I'm super stoked. Um, I created this to, let's say, after I discovered a need for uh, cryptocurrency training for law enforcement and to help kind of close that knowledge gap between basic crypto terminology and also the super deep dive PhD level blockchain uh, training that's out there right now and, you know, basic, um, you know, investigative techniques, advanced investigative techniques for law enforcement, and also techniques to help keep regular everyday cryptocurrency investors safe. You're wondering like, who is this guy, right? Why should we pay attention to him? So a little bit about me. Um, I have 16 years plus uh, law enforcement experience. I have over six years experience investigating strictly financial crimes. Um, in my law enforcement career, I've been on road patrol, um, I've been a road patrol officer. I've been a community policing officer. I've been a hostage negotiator. Um, and now I'm a financial crimes detective. Uh, so basically what, what I did when I really got into the financial crime space and I, and I found out I really had an interest in that. And that was when I was in community policing, I just really kind of enjoyed working those uh, stolen, you know, fraudulent check cases and whatnot. Um, so once uh, you know when i once i became a financial crimes detective you know and and you know i was seeing the normal uh financial crime cases coming in and then back in i think it was around 2017 2018 i saw a couple cryptocurrency related cases start to trickle in you know they landed on my desk and and you know i would even look at these cases and i i wasn't really sure how to proceed with them you know because cryptocurrency what is it? You know, back then, I, I, I didn't know a lot of people still don't know, I just didn't know. And even, you know, but but I'd see one or two, I'd see three or four start coming in. It wasn't a ton, but you know, they were there. And I knew that I needed to learn more about this. I knew that I needed to figure out how to move forward with these cases. And instead of just like filing them in an unsolvable bin, because I didn't understand it. You know, and I remember it's a funny story. And, and um, I love the guy, but I would go, I would go to my supervisor at the time and I'd say, hey, look, I need to learn more about this. I needed to get some training on cryptocurrency investigations. And he was kind of like, you know, hey, just just work your other cases, you know, <laughs> because it's like, you know, no, nobody really knew what to do. And it, it just it kind of seemed like when you get a cryptocurrency case, hey, we can't we can't touch that. So um, I started to seek out training and I, and I went and I, I, I was looking, I was searching, Googling, whatever I could do. Um, cryptocurrency investigative training for law enforcement and realistically there just wasn't any you know and and the training that I did find was let's say very high-level um, PhD um, deep dive into the inner workings of blockchain and cryptocurrency which now don't get me wrong uh, that training, you should definitely take that training if you can. Okay, it's great to know that stuff. You really, it does help you. Uh, but the the issue that I had is that there really wasn't anything out there that laid a clear roadmap out for a law enforcement investigator on when you get a cryptocurrency related case, what's the first thing you should do? Okay, then what do you do after that? Where do you go next? Where do I take this? You know, it just didn't exist at that time. 
so here I was, you know, again, financial crimes detective, trying to figure out how, how to figure out what do I do with the cryptocurrency case, right? And then at the same time, I was like, crypto, that's pretty cool. So I, I looked into it in my personal life and I was like, well, I, I think I wanna start tinkering with this and maybe investing in it myself. You know, I think the first coin that I found, and this is back in 2017, this is slightly embarrassing because I should have been looking at Bitcoin back then, you know, and where would I have been today, right? But um, I think I found Potcoin. It was uh, this coin called Potcoin. And I saw that there was like some NBA players investing in it. And I was like, oh, this thing's going to be huge. You know, it was supposed to be for the legal marijuana industry and, you know, uh, bridging the payment gap there where, you know, people could legally, when they're allowed to legally use it for that for that purpose and i was like oh, I'm, I'm gonna invest in this and yeah i mean it didn't i don't you know to this day it hasn't really worked out very well but you know live and learn what do you do um and then so from there when i started getting into the investing at home and then eventually i got into the, to the nft space as well i really started to learn more about how cryptocurrency works and it wasn't that I was, again, in one of these high-level courses learning this stuff. I was learning it from hands-on experience, from buying cryptocurrency, from creating a cryptocurrency wallet, from transferring cryptocurrency from um, you know, a, a centralized cryptocurrency exchange like Coinbase, for example, to, a, to another wallet. Uh, creating an uh, NFT, a non-fungible token, um, you know, uploading it to OpenSea, you know, making a sale, making a purchase um, and just seeing how all, all of that worked. I didn't know it at the time, but that actually played such a huge role in um, being able to apply that knowledge to uh, actual investigations as well. Really, again, in 2017, 2018, you know, um, you know, I've seen a few, a few of these cases come in, but it wasn't like a flood, right? But it's like, I knew they were there. Right. And then, and let's say, you know, 2019 here, same situation when 2020 hit, we, we know that it changed everything for everyone in all different industries, right? Across the board, right? Um, people went from, uh, you know, working in offices to working at home. Uh, Zoom meetings just blew up. Everybody was doing Zoom meetings. Um, and, you know, the important thing to remember here is that in this, in this, the way that I'm talking about this today is that the crime, the landscape of, of crime also changed drastically. I mean, why are the are the bad guys going to be out on the street putting themselves in danger when they could transition to something where they could potentially be doing fraud online using computers, cell phones and and then obviously cryptocurrency had just really started to ramp up and 2020 just in my opinion just blew it up and it, it got it got a lot bigger and there's a lot more crime happening related to cryptocurrency because it was pretty much a something you could do all online on your cell phone on your computer so um with that after 2020 and 2021 is when i really started to see things coming like i really started to see these cases rolling in and and it was funny because again i was just talking about how i was um you know uh creating nfts and and using OpenSea and selling nfts and i remember I was, I had gone to, I usually use Google, right, to search. This is my favorite search engine. Um, I remember that I'd popped up on Bing, Bing had popped up, and, and I accidentally, I typed the word OpenSea into the search bar instead of the, you know, the address bar at the top where you go straight to the website. I typed it in the search bar and up came, you know, the search options. And I remember there was an OpenSea option. And I just, again, I just real quick, I clicked on it. 
And then the, the site popped up in front of me and I, and I saw, you know, it looked a lot like OpenSea. It was pretty much the same, but there was just a little something in my head was like, eh, something's off here. But, you know, whatever, I proceeded. Um, I pressed this little login button and, and, and this, the screen popped up and, and asked me to uh, enter my seed phrase to proceed, which I'll get into what a seed phrase is in another, uh, you know, as we move on here. But, you know, I realized at that point that this was a bogus site. And it was a phishing site, pretty much, where they were trying to get me to enter my seed phrase into the into the site, so then they could take control of my wallet and pretty much empty it out and steal whatever's in there. And so I was like, okay. So you know, I stopped. I stopped that. Um, I, I actually got in touch with Microsoft. I, I notified them of the site, and the site was taken down, which that was that was really cool. I hoping that I saved somebody from being a victim of that site. And now I'm starting to see these cases flood in. Uh, people are becoming victims of scams where they uh, sent cryptocurrency um, to to a scammer, or they were instructed to do that, or they were uh, victims of somebody you know got access to their cryptocurrency wallet because um, you know there's a couple ways that can happen, um, and they had cryptocurrency stolen from their wallet. Okay, uh, I was seeing these cases come in, and I still wasn't a hundred percent on you know what's the exact process, what's the procedure that I really need to you know, go through to move these investigations forward, searching for training. And, you know, I still really wasn't finding any, you know, I started taking courses, I was taking some of those other blockchain courses that that I was talking about. And, you know, I was learning things. Um, I just, I just didn't see the, the, the training. So I just kind of had to work through it from my, on myself by myself, I had to work through it. And doing that, I started to learn, I started to learn more about it, I started to see um, successes. And by successes, I mean, I was able to move these cases forward a little bit. And again, that was kind of bridging my knowledge from my uh, investing and, and outside of work and NFTs and, and cryptocurrency. And then once I really got moving with that, and I saw that I was that I felt that I was making progress, I decided that, you know, there's no training out here. Um, I'm going to make my own training, I'm going to develop it myself for law enforcement, because that's lacking in the industry. And that's when I started to develop uh courses and just kind of like put everything I knew together in a format that law enforcement could, uh, you know, easily understand. During this whole time, you know, I'm, I'm on social media and, and the crypto and NFT space and, and social media, they all intertwine. And I'm also hearing about scams that are happening. I'm hearing about people losing their NFTs, losing their cryptocurrency. And, you know, outside of my work as a law enforcement detective, I'm, I'm interacting with them. And, and I, I, said, I got into, you know, using the open source uh, tracing platforms that I could trace NFT and cryptocurrency transactions. And I reach out to people and I'd say, hey, you, you lost your NFT, you lost your cryptocurrency. Can I try to find it for you? You know, and, and I'm, I'm at home, I'm in my house on my computer, like tracing stolen cryptocurrency and NFTs. And I realized that I started to have success with that. Um, I started to be able to locate it. I started to find people's stolen cryptocurrency or people's stolen NFTs. And then I could point them in the right direction or maybe make a connection between them and a law enforcement in their jurisdiction so they could follow up and follow through with that. And, and so that I started to say, I can incorporate this into my training. And what was what really hit me is that not only not only was there the training wasn't available for law enforcement but i am law i'm law enforcement i'm a detective myself so when i'm when i develop my training i'm coming from that same mindset i combine the the knowledge of the uh cryptocurrency investing uh nft creation collecting the the transaction tracing that i'm even doing outside of my uh you know work hours um with my 
my 16 years of investigative experience and my six years of investigative experience as a financial crimes detective. And I'm meshing that together. And on top of that, even some of the stuff I've learned from the advanced blockchain courses and whatnot, right? And I'm meshing that together and I'm laying it out in a step-by-step -step process that I can explain to another investigator, um, uh, either road patrol officer or detective or law enforcement analyst, um, where it makes sense. You know, and, and you can see how you could take a case from even not having any cryptocurrency knowledge coming into my blockchain basics for investigators course, for example, and leaving the course saying, hey, I might not be a cryptocurrency expert, but I know how to take a case from beginning and move it forward and come up with a conclusion to the case. And I'm, I'm creating the training, I'm putting it all together, and now I want to make it legitimate. So I, I start my business. My business is FinTech Focus Training and Consulting. Um, my website is fintechfocus.io, um, and I am run the training under my business. Um, I've, I've hosted trainings. I've got um, positive feedback. My last training um, from earlier this year, um, I hosted detectives from seven, di seven different agencies in Florida, um, and I got a ton of positive feedback. You can read some of the reviews on my website, fintechfocus.io. And, you know, moving forward, I have right now I'm offering two courses. I'm offering my blockchain basics for investigators two day course. And I'm offering another course, um, cryptocurrency NFTs transaction tracing. It's a workshop, a one day workshop. Um, I have those courses uh, scheduled out um, for this year and I have a couple um, scheduled out already for next year. I'm working on the schedule right now. Um, to, to include more. I'm working on a class also for road patrol officers. It's going to be um, cryptocurrency investigations for road patrol, the initial report that's going to really deep dive, not deep dive, and uh, deep dive in the aspect of what do road patrol officers need to do in the very beginning of a cryptocurrency investigation? Because what I've discovered moving forward is that the beginning of a cryptocurrency investigation, um, how it's you know properly started or not properly started, has a huge impact on whether or not there's able to be a financial recovery. The crypto broadcast that you're listening to right now is really an extension of that. And it's an extension of uh, the training that, that I offer. OK, um, and it, again, it's just here to it's here to bridge the gap. I, you know, it, I, I really what I want to get across with this, my, my main my main thing with all of this is that I, it's hard to fit. It's hard to fit everything into, let's say, 30, 45 minutes, whether I'm doing a podcast, whether I'm doing a presentation, whatever the case is, it's really difficult to fit all this information into a short period of time. If I can get across one point to everybody, my my training is relatable. Um, it's relatable because I try to present it in that way. It's comprehensive. It covers uh, it covers a lot of different ways to look at investigations and cryptocurrency investigations. It's not there's not one way to do anything. You know, um, I'm going to be in future podcasts here moving forward, and I'm going to be teaching basic cryptocurrency terminology. Coming up on the next podcast, I believe I'm going to be talking about the the two major cryptocurrencies that that are out there, the differences between them, and why that matters to investigators. There's 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 so many uh, little points that, that need to be made that, are, that, that might seem insignificant, but they're actually really big and very important to know. I'm going to be covering those things. And again, I'm hopefully going to be doing this in a very relatable way that everybody can relate to and understand. Um,
So like I said, um, you know, my, my training, uh, the, the podcast, I'm going to be covering things that are going to be helpful to road, road patrol officers, investigators, um, you know, hopefully improve investigation outcomes, um, you know, uh, potentially looking at uh, guests uh, coming onto the podcast if, if you're interested in uh, being a guest on the podcast, if you're in the cryptocurrency industry or um, you're in, uh, investigating cryptocurrency related crimes, uh, reach out to me. I'm going to get my email in just a second. Um, I'm going to be going into more tracing and, and a lot more, a lot more very interesting and relatable stuff. Um, so follow along. Okay. Um, basically it's at crypto broadcast. Um, that's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. Um, and it's also on YouTube. That's also my handle on YouTube. Um, again, FinTech focus training and consulting, um, all those places I just mentioned, fintechfocus.io. Um, I'm just, my, my whole, my motto for this whole thing is investigation, education, and empowerment. And thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next one.